I said, uh, TJ, let's do a episode two of Max Your Mind. He, he showed up dressed for the beach. <laughs> it's getting warm out here. It's L.A. So where's this guy coming from? Uh, came from hitting the gym. Um, oh. Now I'm getting ready. To, um, I know you're training <laughs> legs like three times, three, four times a week these days. Oh, man. Actually, um, uh, the calories have been going up. So trying to figure out a way how to maximize. How's the calories going up when there's more people that need food these days? <laughs> yeah, I guess, being greedy. I guess I guess we gotta we gotta eat while we while we, while we can before they starve us. <laughs> Either uh, that or yeah. start your own farm. You know what I mean? your mind i'm max phil's there tj, TJ, the, TJ contender. the contender and um tune in guys we're gonna share be sharing with you um um some valuable insight about distractions uh, obstacles and how, how we view them how we view them in the past and how we view them now um, speaking of nutrition we, we we i didn't i didn't plan to talk about nutrition um, I try not to plan too much because uh, sometimes it's better to just let the conversation go where it naturally goes. I think that's that. what I prefer. Um, but you have a nutrition background and a nursing background. Yeah. Can you tell us? Uh, I actually, um, part of what inspired this episode is I saw you, you made a post about how you were bullied as, as a kid <laughs> <laughs> when you uh, first uh, pursued football. Yeah. Can you? Can you can you speak on a little bit about the upbringing and then football? Yeah, man. Um, it's actually, it's amazing because um, when people see the TJ, the contender right now, they're just like, man, like it was so easy for you. You know, you got a good genetics. Um, you know, you probably didn't have to go through anything. I thought you always looked like Robocop. And um, and it, and it, it it's amazing to hear people say that, but um Growing up, it wasn't it wasn't always like that, you know. Um, I had I didn't have any interest in even playing football to begin with, so I was just uh, I, I played soccer while I was growing up. I played soccer and I ran track, um, and it's a completely different sport. It's like you got to be fast, so you're doing a lot of endurance training, a lot of cardio. Um, so throughout the school, when I decided to try out for other sports, you know, like football and things like that, um, it was it was different. You know, the coach came up to me and said, listen, I mean, you you run track, you're fast, and uh, we think that we need somebody with some speed on the team. Like, you'd be a good addition. And I'm saying that thing to myself, like, yeah, man, this is going to be a, a piece of cake. Um, you know, I went on the team. I remember my sophomore year in high school. What was your height, height and weight then? Um, I was about 5'9". Um, so I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, man, man, this is going to be a breeze. How much did you weigh? Uh, I was about 100 and um, I think 45 or 50, you know. Efficient. Yes, skinny dude, um, but fast, very fast. So uh, I, I actually ran for the state. I ran in Penn State Relay. Um, interesting. I was actually nominated as who's who amongst America's favorite athlete um, as a track star. Uh, what event? In a, in a, in a, uh, it was 2006 uh, in the 200 event, um, and then I ran the um, – the 800 meter. Um, but like I said, it's just, it's something that I did throughout, you know, elementary and high school. And, you know, just thinking like, man, this is going to be easy. 
I, I think it was also one of the first time I I really faced uh, a challenge that made me have to go back and say, all right, um, you're either going to try to figure out if you're going to try to go through this or you're going to try to just back out of it because <laughs> getting on the field and, and, fi- and feeling bullied and pushed around, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a, you know, you're in high school. It's not, it's not a fun feeling, you was, know? Was it, was it tough love or did it just, there was no love, it was just, oh, you know, uh, picking on you? I definitely think it, it, was, it was tough love because, you know, football is not, it's, it's a man's game. You know, if you if you get on if you get on the turf, it's you know you you gotta you gotta have the mindset, the discipline, and you also gotta you gotta want it. So it's like the the challenge was there. The dudes that were playing, they were playing to be better at their position. So it wasn't like you know an easy play in the park. It was like the goal is to challenge you to be better. So uh, it was it was the first time I faced that type of obstacle. But then I was like, I I kept thinking to myself, like, man, like you know, it you're either gonna have to figure out a way. To get better at this, or you're gonna have to go back to where you came from. So it's like go back to soccer. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> no hate on soccer. I love soccer. I came from soccer. Yeah, uh, but it was actually interesting because that that summer, you know, every summer, you know, we go away to summer camps and stuff like that, and everybody was like, "Yo, where you going?" I was like, "I'm not going to summer camp," you know. And I told my mom, you know, when went to the school. Why'd you say you're not going? Because uh, I was trying to get in the gym, so I, I went to the school. Uh, I had a PE coach. Uh, who was in the weight room training. And I just told him, like, you know, I'm trying to get in the weight room, trying to get my weight up. Um, told him what was going on with me um, and how I was interested in getting to the next level. And I think it wasn't so much of um, what happened, but it was just the fact that the way I was challenged by my teammates, it, it sparked something inside of me. And, you know, Facing adversity sometimes, it, it depends how you take it. Like, you, you can, like, the, I was upset at myself that I wasn't able to do a task as, as of getting off the line. Like, trying to get off the line and somebody's just jamming you. Like, it's like, like you, you can't even get off. So, for me, that, that kind of lit a spike inside of me. And then, you know, come to find out, man, went in the gym. I spent my whole summer, three months. All I did was I ate, slept, trained, three months. Repeat. Yeah, came back, um, put on 15 pounds of muscle. And other than that, that's when, you know, I fell in love with the gym, you know, started exercising. Uh, came back the following year, uh, actually competed for a spot on the team, and I ended up beating the dude and, and taking his spot. And <laughs> that's, that's how the, the, the name, you know, just being the contender, because I kind of felt like um, – I was challenged and I had to earn something. So a contender is someone that's willing to step up, uh, willing to uh, face adversity, but also like go through it. So uh, yeah, it was actually uh, an amazing experience, man. And ever since then, I fell in love with uh, hitting the gym. Is that is that what you were lacking? Um, you feel like you just need, needed some more size and power? Is that is that what mi- was missing on the field? Um, yeah, I mean... The other skills and attributes with like catching the football and things like that, that all comes. But as a as a receiver, you know, you, you they're, they're they're skill positions. Um, most important thing is you gotta gotta be fast. <laughs> that's that's number one. Because if you if as a receiver, if you're not fast, then you know you're gonna have issues. Number two, you gotta be able to get off the line. And number three, you gotta be able to catch the ball. It's either that or you're sitting on the bench. So if I can't get off the line, I can't even catch the ball. 
<laughs> <laughs> so I mean, uh, so I mean, I, I always like to talk about this because uh, you know, cause even when people see the records back there, they were like, "Oh man, you, you know, you look, you look really good." You, I was like, I was like, but I had to go through adversity to get here. So it, it's great talking about this because it, it's something that I like to share with people and, and let them know, like, you know, if you have your mind set on something and you you really want to do it, you know, you're gonna find a way to make that happen. You know, so I, I was given a choice. It's like, so you needed somebody like, yeah, pull the trigger. Yeah. So um, add some fuel to the fire. It, so it, it made me feel like I wasn't, you know, pushing myself to my true potential because, you know, yeah, I, I was playing, I was running track and soccer. I thought it was cool, but you know, there, there was levels to, 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 to this. I went, I went from 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 running to getting on the field and thinking I was gonna dominate on the football field. And it's like, you know, you had to step it up. So. Uh, and you know what? That actually that actually helped a lot. It helped a lot along my journey as far as um, you know transitioning into where I'm at right now. That mindset, you know, I think I think that's what it is. Because um, you're gonna go through stuff, you know, like it's gonna be obstacles, it's gonna be adversity. Um, but you gotta ask yourself, you know, what are you trying to do? I could I could have went to a summer camp that year, uh, hang out with the homies, you know, do everything, and I came back. And still not be able to do anything on the football field. No change. But, um, the fact that I was inspired uh, to want to get better at it because I was challenged um, just it just sparked something inside of me, and that's how I you know, fell in love with working out. Yeah, we've, we've changed, and I would say we've changed, and also results of success with where we want to be. Uh, oftentimes, we don't realize that obstacles and failure is part of it. That's what helps build character. And that's, that's its insight on how to progress and then also how to maintain a position that you've achieved. <laughs> and um, that's trial, trial and error, trials and tribulation. Yeah. And it's not, it's not something uh, you have to be like, oh, come, come to me, obstacles. But, you know, that's this part of life. And when, yeah. it, when it comes, uh, are you going to panic? Are you going to pivot? And so, like, once you start having these conversations with yourself and it, it, like okay, there's a pattern in life in different situations, different experience, different relationships. I'm gonna be challenged in different ways. So let me get ready for these challenges. That way, when they come, you know, I handle them like a problem problem solver versus a victim. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, I like that. Like with uh, with soccer, like I, I really enjoyed. Um, I didn't know back then uh, playing. There's 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 even in video games, it's like a challenge. Or if you're wrestling, fighting, yeah, there's a challenge aspect that I think men in general and women as well will. That's attractive. We we want to be challenged. We want to compete, even if it's just for fun. And so I enjoyed that about team sports, uh, soccer, basketball. Basketball challenged me more mentally because it was like foreign to me. Oh yeah, I saw <laughs> I saw you made a post about that. I was gonna ask you. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, how was uh how was your experience with playing playing ball, man? Uh, I was I wasn't fast. I was quick. So like I for track I ran the I wasn't quick in um for track I ran the mile. Okay. So like more long distance, not very long distance. Um, but on the basketball court, I was quicker, quicker. I, I used my mind to like uh, and um, I, I was light, one okay. hundred fifty pounds, same height, six oh, six one. So um, I, I was like. I used my mind to like make uh, quick adjustments on the basketball court, and so I was killing it on the, uh, at the park. But when I got you know on the basketball team, it was like, oh, this is the the platform was intimidating. Okay, so I was like, okay, this is. I started doubting myself. 
watching other more experienced um, athletes and thinking to myself, can I perform? Can Do I belong here? Can I perform, um, compete with them and compete against them? And that, like, that paralyzed me. <laughs> I uh, I wasn't prepared. To, but the thing is, it didn't it didn't have to paralyze me. Okay. If I had the reinforcement, because, you know, I didn't birth myself. Yeah. So, like, when it comes to basketball or anything um, that you're working towards, you need a coach. Yeah. You need a coach or a mentor. Yeah, you definitely um, Even if it's not somebody that's, like, right in front of you, it might, it might be a YouTube video. There might be somebody coaching you from there, but... I needed to somebody to direct me on how to handle this obstacle, yeah. this new obstacle, and I, I never overcame it. So I never like went further in basketball, which is you know that's just how life happened. But I I I ran into the same obstacles in other aspects of life, and I had to work towards them then because like if eventually you have to like overcome that same obstacle. You know you can't just push it to the side and be yeah, like that, that's I don't I have to you. deal with this. That's what I was gonna ask you. Like so, how did you? How did you deal with similar situations like that moving for, forward in life? Like, um, like you said, and how you know you was challenged with the basketball, but you know you didn't you didn't complete it. Um, so when you were faced with similar challenge, did that did that affect how you handled it, or did you did you have a different mindset towards it? The fact that you wasn't able to um, move forward with the basketball. Yeah, it was the same mindset. You, you, you're gonna have the same mindset until you actually until you, you do figure something. out how do I overcome this, you know, problem. This, how do I strategize? And um, I would say with bodybuilding, with weight training, it's like a, it's not a team sport unless you're part of a team of guys that are training together and you got a coach. Even then, it's still very individual because they compete against each other as individuals. But I, I, I enjoyed it because I was on my own, my own schedule, and um. It was competitive because, like, yeah. you know, you walk around, you go shopping, and there's there's other men there. So, you know, how how somebody else carries themselves, you know, influences you as well. You're like, okay, well, sh- this is how I should be dressing, and this is this is how a man should look. Like, I, I grew up watching Rambo and <laughs> Arnold films, <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's what a man is supposed to look like. Yeah. Um. So there's there's that competition aspect there, even if it's an individual personal goal you're working towards, and I would say. When people started asking me um, for advice, um, they wanted me to be a coach. Then um, okay. I had to like get out of my my box of just working towards a personal goal and listen to others and also welcome more people into my space. Yeah. And um, again, like the for the basketball, it was I'm at the park just playing with the homies, uh, and then uh, the the school basketball team was like a bigger platform with more eyes yeah you know you got the family members and the whole school in the stadium so like that that was intimidating um so with with i would say with fitness i started i started drawing attention from getting results and um that challenged me to just think out of the box i found out it wasn't about me you know i was i was thinking about my, my feelings what i want and what makes me comfortable yeah but people pulled me out of my comfort zone I had to get out of my comfort zone. Like, you know, your, your teammates yeah. were rough with you, but they, they took you out of a um, comfort zone oh, yeah. you were in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had I to mean, find a new comfort zone. And, and even with, with playing, like to add to what you're saying, with, with playing later on, because um, the school that I went to, um, we had two of the best schools, uh, football, that was within our same area. So every, every year, we had to go through those schools 
to get to the next level. So, um, you know, them challenging me actually helped a whole lot. Right. Because if, if I wasn't being challenged, I don't think I would have gotten better enough to even compete against the dudes from the other school. So, um, in other words, what you could say is the obstacles and stuff that's going to come, you know, you got you have to accept them because that's just that's just how life that's is. Part of growth, yeah. It's it's part of you know the growth and everything. And, and I'm gonna tell you, even before that, I I was the guy that used to, uh, I used to shy away from stuff like that. I used to be like, nah, I don't want to do it. Um, I remember even my uh, my first game, um, just just like you say about being a level audience. Um, my mom was at work, you know, daddy wasn't around, and I walk I walk on the turf. Looking around high school and everybody, man, I could I could feel the nerve and you know just just <laughs> <laughs> just been like I I felt like I was I would just someone just took me and put me in a different environment. Like I'm used to playing soccer, running the field, first football game. I I was I was so nervous I couldn't even catch the football. And you, you dropping? Yeah, I, I was so nervous and I remember <laughs> a, a coach pulled me to the side and said, "You're gonna have to get out of your own head." And, yeah. and to this to this day, I mean, it's it's something that that really stuck with me. He said, "You're focusing more on trying to catch the ball than actually catching the ball." Uh, trying. Yeah. So I was like, "Cause you you you've done you did, yeah you caught it in practice yeah caught it in practice." So he what's said, the issue? He, yeah, right? he said he said he said you're focusing on trying to really really catch it than just catching it. That's what and, I was doing um, in basketball games. And the, and uh, and it, and it hits me, and it's like because the fact that. I was focused more on the crowd, the audience, the nerves. Yeah. And it's, 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 I mean, shout out to the athletes, man, because it's like, you got to walk out there. There are people there, but you got to, you got to turn it on. You got to turn whatever is off outside and you got to turn on while you're there. And um, it, it didn't really dawn on me until like he pulled me to the side and was like, you know, you know, you're going to have to turn off whatever is going on around and, and focus on the, on the, on the field. So, um, it's definitely great having, you know, some type of a, a coach or a mentor yeah. around when you're doing these things because it, it really helps you. Um, and this also something that, you know, trans, transcend into bodybuilding. Um, other aspects of you life know, and, well. and, and everything else that we're doing. So um, you're definitely right about that. So, like, how, how was life growing up? You said your dad was in there. Like, how did that influence you? Um, yeah, it's definitely uh, uh, interesting. People, people don't know this, but um, I never seen my dad since I was born. He wasn't around. Um, and t- until to this day, I still haven't seen him until I found out he passed away. Um, but part of that also, um, influenced me in so much, you know, just trying to be something different, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, I remember even going to practice and games, um, you know, growing up, my mom always worked. So she, she wasn't around for a lot of games, a lot of activities and stuff like that. Um, you know, I had a group of, of teammates, you know, and friends that I would hang out with. It, it pretty much began, it became like a brotherhood, you know. So um, I think it really inspired me to, to strive to be better because I kind of felt like I always had, like, this chip on my shoulders if, like, um, what happened. And mm-hmm. to this day, I think, I think I still haven't gotten that closure or that answer or to, like, have that face-to-face conversation to get to the bottom of it. So... Always growing up, I've, I've always had a chip on my shoulder as if, like, you know, I, I need to be better. No, ma- no matter what was it, no matter what was put in front of me, like, I need to be better. And I think that it drove me into trying to be a better example because I had, I had siblings that were growing up as well. 
um, you know, it influenced me to try to, to set a, you know, a foundation for them to like look at that and be inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, growing up in Brooklyn, it's just, it's a different lifestyle. You know, you're, you're either going to be influenced by your friends and people you're following. Um, but I always knew that there was, there was more, there was more out of just, you know, selling drugs, guns. How did you, um, how did you know that there was more? Um, Man, uh, I would go to practice and I would see uh, my other friends, you know, their the parents would like come to the game with them, drive them. Mm. Um, and then I remember one time I took a vacation and I went to Ocean City in Maryland. And when I went to Ocean City, I was walking on the, on the beach and I started to see, you know, families and people were rental properties with, with you know, with just... Living, Li- life. living life and then um and it, it just it struck a core inside of me like you know like that's something that i didn't experience growing up you know because like i said having a single mom having to always work um so i knew that like at the end of the day i wanted to be better so i can i can give back you know i i felt like she's she sacrificed so much for us to be where we were and you know like i said you only had two choice where i grew up <laughs> sell drugs or do something good. And uh, I know one, one path wasn't going to end up, it ends up only death or prison. That's, right. that's, the, two, that's the two options. So um, I'm very grateful for sports because that kind of, it pulled me away from the streets and doing stuff. So, Kept you occupied. Yeah, so people that I hung out with were fellow athletes, like my friends. So we will, you know, go to practice, do things together. Um, and that just kind of built that, discipline you know the discipline um and staying on track being consistent but yeah man it's 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 definitely different you know because when you grow up in a surrounding like that you're most likely going to get influenced um because you're seeing stuff you're seeing people getting certain things in the hood like cars and things like that but they're getting it a different way (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they're getting it a quick way so you know you're like and uh, at that point, it's just like sports. I mean, and, and I think I, I speak for, for, for me, and I also shine lights on a lot of people that grew up in the hood. Um, uh, nine times out of ten, sports is the, it's the ticket out. out. Yeah, it's the ticket out. You know, if uh, that's what people go hard in sports. It's like we, we play sports in hopes that, you know, you're going to make it to the NBA, the NFL, or you're going to get an MLB contract so you can get out of there. Um, right. So that's what a lot of athletes – went that route because um even now what i've known is like i question myself why weren't we taught about financial literacy why didn't they teach us you know how to invest you know how to be your own boss how to run the uh the stock market the, you know how to build a perfect credit and it's it's very funny i'll tell you this story uh, i remember in high school i got my first my first credit card um i think it was about 500 dollars. so so excited there's, there's money on the card Nobody taught me anything about that. So I um, opened the card, activated the card, used the card. And in my mind, I was thinking, well, whoever gave me the money, they're just going to keep putting money back on it. (laughs) (laughs) I I said, it's it's one of the most fun. I say this all the time. It's one of the most funniest story ever. So in my mind, I was like, I was like, man, this is free. Like, you know, somebody just decided to give me money. And and I I remember thinking to myself, like, yeah, I was like, I used it. And then never... Never even worried about the card. So in my mind, I just kept saying, oh, they're going to add money back on it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Going to college, because. 
I was offered a dorm, but I didn't want to stay on campus. So I wanted to get my own, my own apartment on campus. Went to apply for, for an apartment. And they, they hit me with, with, with sorry, you got, you got a credit card on your, on your credit that you ain't paid off. That's bad. It's a bad debt. And even though I had the, the money in my bank account to afford the property, it would not let me get on the lease because of the, uh, the, the, credit, the credit card. <laughs> and and that, that was the first time I knew something about credit credit cards and how, how to maximize and, and, and get that straight. And, and, it, and it struck a chord. I'm like something, because I, I kind of feel like that's something that we're going to face in the real world. And that should have been part of before we left. Yeah, that should have been house, part. That should have been part of the curriculum to teach us those things. Like a priority. Yeah, like and um, debt paralyzes you, man. And um, and and that, that's when I got the whole wake up call about about you know credit and and things like that. But it, it, it took me again going through another adversity to to figure that out. And uh, it just it just shines light on what we're talking about. About sometimes these things happen. They don't happen to you. They happen for you. Uh, they happen to teach you, you know, lessons and things like that. So, <laughs> so with credit and uh, financial, I totally agree with you. With credit and final financial literacy, um, how do you propose, you know, we get the community caught up on like that lack of knowledge? How do, how do you like people are not in school now? They're on social media. I, I think, um, well. As far as they're trying to get people to go to school, but I think there needs to be a curriculum or, or something that needs to be set up to where people can get these this education. First of all, you need to understand why why aren't they teaching that? See, that that was a question I asked myself. So why aren't they? Yeah, why aren't they teaching you, you know, how to build wealth? Because I, I came to to understand. You know, even with like getting to invest in in the markets, see, for something to stand, it has to be the bottom so the top can hold. <laughs> so with, without without the bottom, the top falls off. So the the people who owns and runs everything, they need you to be hooked, because the more you hook, that's how they're able to get paid. You know, you, the banks will write you out. Say, well, hey, invest your money over here. And then what the banks do is they, they take your money that you put in a savings account and they write out loans to people on credit cards. And these people, why your money is being saved? They're making money off they're your making, money. Uh, they're making off of your money. But, but they're not telling you that if you take your money, you know, let's say, you know, you put it in a Roth IRA, IRA uh, when you're like 13, 14, that's, that's going to compound about, you know, Let's say ten to twelve percent interest, but if you put your banks in the in your money in the savings account, that's about like zero point one percent. So it's it's a it's a game. It's like you know they they know how the system works, but they don't they don't need to teach you because the people who are running everything <laughs> needs to be running everything, and um and to understand that it's like now that we're becoming aware of it, I think the whole curriculum needs to be changed first of all to begin with, and um. There has to be a course or something that, that shines highlights on how people should be able to, to manage money and debt. Because, I mean, think about it. The whole, the whole country is debt. America is in debt. Um, so we can't say we want to solve the issues, but we're not taking action to solve the issue. Because I hear a lot of talk, but I don't see nobody 
doing anything to solve the problem. What, what steps do you feel like you and I could take? Like this conversation is, is, a, is part of the step. Yeah. Aside from the conversation, you know, and sharing this insight with the audience, what else do you feel like you and I could do to like help, uh, you know, enlighten people when it comes to the financial literacy? Yeah, I think the, the most important thing is, is being able to share the knowledge, you know, with your, with your, your close friends, brothers, loved ones. Um, and, and I think that's where it starts. It starts with having a conversation and, and, and teaching people um, how to do that. Because what I've, what I've noticed is certain people who, who learn wealth and who learn how to be, it was passed down. It wasn't it, it, like people who learn generational wealth that, that it was taught to them. Like, you know, the, part of the it, it was part of their upbringing. And a, a lot of time what I've seen, you know, is that a lot of us weren't weren't taught that. Mm-hmm. So if you if you don't know something, you're not going to know how to be able to uh, address them. And I think that's where it came to to uh, making these mistakes, because even when I was 22, 23 years old, you know, playing ball and getting paid modeling. I wasn't thinking about investing. I, I was getting money, and I was thinking about where yeah. am I where am I going to the next vacation? Thinking about saving account. Yeah, where, where, where am I buying the uh, the next uh, Nike? How much is the next Jordan? Like that's what I was thinking of. I wasn't thinking of how how can I put this money to work. So eventually, what happens is we're playing the rat race game. You know, if money is spent, it's spent. That's it. <laughs> if if money is invested. It's different until I learn, you know, that you can have the things that you want, but those things becomes a liability. And if you don't have asset to pay for this liability, you're hanging yourself. You're going to run out of fuel. <laughs> you're hanging yourself. So um, it definitely was an eye opener um, when, I, when I hit that rock bottom with not even being able to get my name on a lease. Um, it opened my whole perspective in the just wanting to find out more, like how does this work? And, and even to now, like I, I wake up every day, I'm like, I'm studying what's going on with the market, with the stocks and everything. And I think the older you get, you, you become more inspired. It's like, it's okay, well, I didn't have this growing up. Well, how can I, you know, how can I be able to, to go different and make that better? And um, I, I could have so many opportunity to, to go different route, use different things, use my situation as a crutch. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a dad growing up. This is, this and that, but I just noticed the things that I was around, the people I was around, there was something more than just, you know, working and getting the, even when I went into, into nursing, um, how'd you get into nursing? Oh, like, what was it? That transition? I, I used to volunteer at a, at a summer camp. Uh, I used to work with kids that were that had special needs. They were autistic, uh, and every summer I would work with the kids, playing, you know, baseball, basketball. We go to summer camp, and I, I just fell in the love of wanting to work with with children and being around people. And um, I just came home one day and told my mom that I was gonna, you know, go get a degree, be a nurse. Uh, the, the goal was actually to be a family doctor. So um, went to nursing school, got my nursing degree. Loved it. Loved being around people. Loved working with, uh, uh, with children. Um, and then eventually what happened is that um, I got tra- transferred to uh, a hospital where I work at a level two trauma. Um, definitely a different world. Um, so much respect to the healthcare workers because there, there's so much stuff that you get to deal with mentally 
and it, it it's it, it it teaches you a lot about just valuing life and things like you can walk into work and in trauma where I stay I mean where I work and there could be somebody coming in there with a gun <laughs> with a gunshot wound through the through their chest and you got about three to five minutes to try to stabilize that person and you know with the doctors and and all the um the physicians um so it's a it's a different world it just it gives you a whole new perspective on on life like everything could be fine over here and you walked in level two trauma i'm talking about things from like car car crash to gunshot wound to you know suicide or people people being on drugs so you worked in that yeah level two trauma and how long were you in there oh i was in there for over six years oh wow um and it was amazing six Uh, years six years doing that It, it was amazing and then one day i just i just woke up and i was like it wasn't fun you know for me it's like it wasn't fun, meaning the reason why I got into it, wanting to work with people, I wasn't, you know, it, it didn't feel the same. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's almost like going through two worlds. You got to go from that world. You got to go to the normal world, you know, sit with your friends. And, and just, you have to forget that all of that even happened and just focus on here and what you're doing. So that's why I said uh, shout out to all the nurses and, and, the, and the doctors that get to deal with these things. Uh, but then... I knew that I always wanted to be around people. I wanted to work. So that's when I was like, well, I'm going to uh, get into a personal training and, 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 and coaching and, and stuff like that. And even that, that transition wasn't, wasn't easy. How, uh, how was it? Um, I, I, I come from a, you know, we come from a culture where uh, security and stability, that, that's what it is. They'll tell you, hey, you know, go to school, get a job, work, and... For a while, I believed that, you know, and, and, it, and, it, and it worked. And, and I think it worked because we stayed in an era where that was, that, was, that, that was what worked. But I didn't think they set us up with the actual truth. The truth is going to school and getting a degree and, and working for somebody else, that only takes you so far. But there's more beyond that. What about the people who wanted to do more? What about the people who think that going to school is not, it's not the only route? You know, I, I wanted to learn something that I feel like I can do on my own. You know, and, th- and then they tell you when you're 70 years old, you, you hope to retire and get a pension so, and then go live. But that's not a guarantee. Even a pension is not guaranteed. So... You can either do that or going back to what I said about you could have learned to invest in the stock market on, on, you know, invest in a Roth IRA. By the time you're 22 years old, you put about, what, six, seven grand in a Roth IRA by 22. When you're like 50, 60, that's worth over one, one million. How many people do we know that work 20, 30, 40 years and they retire, don't even have a million dollars to save up? So when I started to look deep into these things, I found out it was all a game of chess and the game was rigged. The game was rigged to where it was only benefiting those that wanted to benefit them. And the rules were rules that were only put into place to benefit the people that they want to benefit. So I told myself, you can't complain about it 
you got to learn the rules of the game. <laughs> rules of engagement. Yeah. And, 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 and it, it only made me to say, wow, there's more. There's more. And the more I, I kept looking for answers and I kept finding out there's more. I'm like, wait, so you tell me that I can, I can work for myself and don't, and don't, you know, don't have to go this route and then I can still be okay. Because when they say when you work and you get a full 1K, you're working and hoping to get a pension. And that's something that's not even guaranteed. And one thing I saw about that was also you can work for a company for 30, 40, 50 years and they can wake up one day and be like, oh, you know, we don't, we don't think we need you anymore. <laughs> but that's, that's also something that's like when you build something yourself, like nobody can fire you. You know, pass it under the keto. Yeah, it, it, no, nobody, nobody can fire you. So, I, you know, I start to understand, you know, how I, I was more concerned of why we weren't taught these things. Mm. And, and that's where it got me to understand there's a reason why there's a 1%. Because the 1% are doing things that everyone else isn't doing. So I was like, what are you going to do? Are you going to complain about it? Or are you going to try to learn the rules of the game? So I started to figure out that my time being spent doing other things that weren't benefiting me, I started to cut those things short. Said, well, I'm going to start doing this now. I'm going to start doing because if I do this now, 10 years from now, that's where I'm going to be. But if I continue to do this 10 years from now, I'll be in the same position and I'll still be complaining. So I, I had a choice of, of trying to prioritize, yeah, prioritize my time and, and just learning more about these things and how they work. You know, for instance, we just, I mean, we just had a pandemic. And when you see how this played out, it's insane. The only thing that happened, the whole world shut down. Everybody was losing stuff. But the wealthy people got more wealthy. Because they, they, they play the game. The well, so what they do is they wait till everything drops. Depreciates. Depreciates. And then they... They just purchase stuff, and now they're, they're sitting on it. But if you didn't have money saved up, if you didn't do anything about investing, if, if you weren't taught that, you don't have that power to say how I'm going to maneuver, how I'm going to do certain things. And that's only something that you're going to have to want. You know, that's a responsibility because I realized that the decision I was making, you know, buying six, seven, eight pair of Jordans, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't getting me anywhere And I, I wear shoes two, three times And that was it But if I took that six, seven, eight grand And I invested it And I, I, even if I don't have to work By the time I'm 60 years old I could be worth over a million dollars But nobody told us this mm-hmm. <laughs> So you see <laughs> You start to sit there and like Wow, man like, But it, it, it's amazing and, and for me, I just think that Even now, at this point, I'm like if it's if it's there, if it's available, I think I, I'm just I'm inspired to like just want to reach it and just be better every day, and and that's what keeps me going, you know, with with all the challenges. And um, even when I got out of nursing, they were like, I think people were so afraid. They were like, you went to school, you got a degree, it's good, it's safe. And again, that that brought me back to what I was saying about we want safety, we want stability, comfort. we want comfort. And um, I think as humans, like, sometimes we're going to have to get out of that. Because um, if, if you're not challenged to where you, you know, it's either sink or, you know, sink or swim, 
you're not going to try to figure out how much more you can push yourself. Right. Change, so, change is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And, um, and people didn't even notice when I first started training, I didn't have money to, 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 uh, to, to get a, a place to train. I, I would train people in the park. So I went to uh, Sporting Goods. I bought like dumbbells, uh, ladders, and different things. And I would drive around in, in the park and train people for 30 bucks. You know, and it was just, it's because I wanted it so bad. And I, I wanted to, I wasn't sitting looking at my circumstances and saying, oh, well, you don't have money. So there's nothing you do. I try to figure out, okay, well, how can I be able to get money, you know, get my name out there, get people result. Like I was focused on how can you get people result and people are going to see that result. And based on that, that's how you increase your wealth. Mm. It's because if, if you're giving people answer, you got to find a problem and then solve the problem. And people, when people see the solution and if they like the solution, then that's what they're going to come after. So the key wasn't like, okay, well, I don't have any money, so I'm going to have to figure it out. No, I, I said, yeah, I said, if you can get one client and get result, that's all people need to see. Right. So I think sometimes we're more focused on, you know, what the crush that we have and how it's holding us back versus saying, what is it that I can do? And it, it always starts with you. And then yeah, victim mentality to do yeah. more damage. Yeah. And what uh, you're lacking. Even the website. I had a, I had to start a website and I, and I hit up a, a marketing guy. I was like, yo, man, I'm trying to get a website. And I didn't even know you could do a hosting thing. And he replied back and told me, um, yeah, I'll do a website for you, but it's going to cost you 10 grand. <laughs> I'll, I'll take an arm and, uh, <laughs> for that site. And, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, man, I don't think I have that much money for, you know, to put up for, for a website. I went to YouTube. I went to YouTube. I look up GoDaddy. I bought a domain. You know, every day for eight hours, you know, I learned how to build my own website. Did that in two weeks. So my first website that I hosted ever, I built it myself. I just paid, I paid the domain and I paid to host it. So, you know, and, and I, I keep telling people like, we're, we're always going to have obstacle, you know, you know, that, that's, that's, that's God given, but it's, it's how we approached it, how, how we decide to handle it. That's going to determine, you know, where we end up next um, even with, with filling, with, with the credit, with different things, like, I still could have said, you know what, you know, screw this, I didn't, I didn't get no assistance, I didn't get no help, because I heard that a lot, but I think once we start taking responsibility for stuff, it, it changes the whole new perspective, so now, when I move with everything, you know, I, I'm more aggressive, it's like, if, if that's not going to do anything for me in the next five minutes or five years from now, I have, no, I have no problem just letting it go because we're spending all this time on things and being distracted and we're not understanding that if we just shift that focus and prioritize the things that are important to us and, and, and it's easier said than done, you know, like sometimes it takes, you know, like you said, feeling to realize that or, you know, wake up call. Wait, yeah, you, you get a wake up call um, and then you realize how that worked. But man, it, it influenced me a whole lot. And even now it's like, I feel like I'm, I'm just getting started with the things that I'm finding out. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I just, there's more. I'm like, it's not so much of me just wanting more, but it's so much of me just trying to figure out like how better I can be. Right. Like, and then the people around me, like how do I want to impact them? I, my, my whole thing is I want people to say, well, he didn't have what I have growing up. He didn't have his dad, but he still did something. You know, wow. he, he, didn't, he didn't have the support 
that I have. Oh, he, he actually had a degree, but he still had to start over. You know, so I think as humans, there's, there's more we can, we can do and we, we're capable of doing more, but it all comes down to how much we're willing to apply ourselves, you know, because you can't speak on change and say, hey, I want certain things, but you're not applying yourself. Like, you know, I'm willing to stay up 24, 46, you know, 30, if I have to get something done. And I think that's the, that's the difference is because if you really want it, you're not going to let anything get in the way of it. And if you don't want it, nobody's going to make you get it. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, for me, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's like, you can say, oh, well, I don't have this and all that, but what are you going to do? <laughs> right. What do you want? And what are you going to yeah, do about it? You know, it? what do you want? And, and, and a lot of things that I learned, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you. A lot of things I learned, I learned through, through failing. And, you know, even with, with, with investing, when I, my first investment, I invested in, in, in some marketing guy. I think I lost about like, almost like $20,000 investing with somebody. Yeesh. And um, yeah, this is when I first came from playing. I was working with Nike. I lost almost like 20 grand and it gave me a wake up call because I didn't, I didn't know a lot about money and investing. So I trusted somebody and that's how I thought, well, then maybe I need to go do a research on this. But I'm not saying that that's necessarily what you got to do, but I'm saying it, it, if you go through adversity or if you experience failure, it's up to you. You know, to, you do to, yeah, to determine like how you're going to, how you're going to learn. So now even when I work with someone, when it comes to business, yeah, I'm very strategic about that. I, I want to see the contracts. I want to know more about the company. I want to do a research. So I think I always tell people, I'm like, things happen for you. They don't happen to you. They happen to, to teach you lessons. And a lot of times the reason why that keeps happening is like we ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we ignore it. We're we, not learning the lesson. Yep, we ignore it. And, and that's just what it is. You know, everything is, I feel like God has blessed us with the talents, the ability. Yes, situations are different than others. I mean, like, than others. And, you know, certain things are hidden from you. But there's still wisdom in there, you know, to be able to, to sit and analyze stuff. This is why now I don't just move. You know, I, I, I analyze, I think, before I... Before I move with anything, and I think feeling earlier during my years helped me with that. Definitely. You know, so so um, it, it's amazing to see to see the growth. And and for me, it's just it's about figuring out, like you said, how how can we now help the people around, or how can we help influence the community, impact the community in a better way. Uh, and I think you know it, it starts with having these conversations. You mm -hmm. know, especially with your close friends. Uh, your loss on the people you hang out with. And, you know, quite frankly, I mean, other than you being a bro, I, I, I tell people I, I, got, I got families and I have acquaintances. Acquaintances are people that I meet right. out in public and I say, what's up, what's up? But families, like, it's people that I, that I hang out with and I don't have that many, you know, people here like that other than you and, you know, but these are conversations you got you to gotta start having. Yeah, it's like, like what, what are you talking about um, in your day-to-day what type of conversation are you having with your, your friends, your family members? Because that, that highly influences where you go from today to five years, ten years from now. Yep. And um, sometimes I feel like we get too comfortable with just going with the flow. Uh, having the, the sensitive and the serious conversations is uncomfortable at times. Being honest with ourselves and each other is uncomfortable at times, but that's part of a relationship. That's part of growth. And... Um, Every day I'm challenged to be honest with myself and the people around me. And the, the, more, un, the more you work towards it, the more um, 
routine it becomes like hey this this is me you, you're gonna get the truth whether you like it or not um i mean the change doesn't happen otherwise it's like how does how does change happen outside of the relationship outside of the home in the community if it's not happening here with this between me and you yeah <laughs> yeah um, and um it, it, that's 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 definitely deep in itself um because i because i know i was being destructive um you know, as a young kid um, in my early, what, 26, 28 years old, thinking I'm, untouch, I'm untouchable, unstoppable, um, you know, playing sports, working with the agencies. And um, it definitely shines a highlight on everything, you know. Uh, when I mean being destructive, in a sense, it's like I didn't care to find out about where things was going to lead. You know, I, I, was, I was pretty much leading with my own will, not not sitting and analyzing things. And this is why I said, now I sit and analyze things before I move. But before, you know, I would be somewhere and, you know, a girl would randomly hit me up and be like, hey, let's hang out. Next thing you know, I'm on a flight. He's <laughs> like, where, and, where you want me at? And, um, and, um, and, and you look back at those things, it's like, now I, I look back at them. I don't, it's not playing victim, but it's like, I take more of a responsibility. I'm like, if I'm being destructive, you know, and I'm hanging out with a girl, I'm I'm, I'm only gonna bring that, you know. So you're only gonna attract that. Yeah, I'm only, yeah, I'm only gonna bring whatever it is that's that's destructive. I'm I'm gonna bring that with her, and that's what I'm gonna influence her with as well. So um, I had to realize, like, one, I wasn't being obedient. I, I also I also didn't didn't know the right way to pursue women to begin with. It was just about oh yeah, you know this girl, she's cute, just hang out. Um, to now, where it's like. I wasn't talking about things that were meaningful. You know, it was just like, let's hang out, let's party. Passing uh, time. Yeah, you know, just passing time. And then eventually you start to think and say, wait, hold up. And now it's different. It's like, you know, what is your purpose? Where, where are you going? Because, because it's not just, you can't just get with random women. It's like the looks, it's not going to raise the family. <laughs> and, 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 the looks and, and, is not going to raise and, the and, family. And that's, and that's, like only, that. that's only wisdom. Like, you know, a person's look is not going to raise your family. Like, uh, someone can be so cute on the outside, how they call it nowadays, but if if they don't have the right mindset, you know, the right upbringing, the right morals, the right values, it's going to be a problem. So now when I meet people or when I talk to people, it's it's all about, you know, getting into this conversation that we, know, that we never talked about. What is your purpose in life? What, what are you doing? What is your spiritual beliefs? Because nine times out of ten, you'll find out everything is cool because y'all hanging out. But when it comes to real doing, talk, yeah, real talk, doing certain things, and then you find out values is off. And and I I understand that we as a people we had a, a value that we were supposed to to stick to, but we went away from that code, and we started to take on identity from society that that taught us do as you go, do as you please, this and this and this and that, just go with the flow. But I soon I found out that that flow that I was going with was leading me to self-destruction. Every time I went, it was a dead end. Right. If, you, so, if everybody's doing what they want, then how can two people be compatible? Because everybody's going about it self, self-made and, and individuality. Yep. How do two people come together and become one? Yep. Yep. And, um, and, and it, it, it's, a big, it's a big thing because I, I, I said, you know what? If you, if you want change... You're going to focus on TJ first. And I had to really keep that role myself. Like, first of all, 
a man supposed to have a family, be a provider, be a protector. If, if you don't work on yourself, what, what are you going to give to your family? <laughs> so I, I, I later on started to find out all these, all these things that I found out that were, that were very important before even trying to pursue a woman. Like, you got to make sure you have yourself in order. You got, you know, you got everything set, financially set. You have, you have the, the right foundation before you even try to pursue a woman. And it's not like it's bad, but, you know, a woman can, can go through all these things, but she can also get another man. But it's, it's completely different for a man to just get a woman to take care of him. Because th- th- that's not how the orders were set up. Interesting. That's yeah, not, that's, women don't take care of yeah, us. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, not, not like that. Yeah, that's not how the order was set up. So when, when you really think about it, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a responsibility. You got to keep it real with yourself. You know, how, how are you going to get a, a woman, but you can't take care of your home, you can't take care of your kids. You can, so I think these are things that the moment we start to start taking accountability for it, we'll find out what do we need to be doing because you're, gonna, you're the head of your home. You're going to influence your home one way or the other. So if you, if you come in there with those traits where you're not responsible, you're not accountable, you're not taking, you're not taking initiative to do things, then the house is not, not going to be run by you. <laughs> so, so these, these are things I was like, you know what, let, let me focus on what I need to do. Um, so when I started meeting people, I started having, asking these conversations because I'm like, I don't want there to be bumping heads because, oh, that someone has a different spiritual belief or someone has a different values. And it's like, wait, hold up. You know, how come we didn't talk about this? Right. You know, but I, I think all of these things really shine light on, on us uh, as a people and saying, the change that you want, how, how, how much you want to influence yourself about it, but it, it's going to start with you. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's easier for us to just like say, oh, you know, it's that person and this person. And I didn't really start to see change in my life until I started taking these, Accountable. They, they see, these accountabilities. And I was saying, you know what? Everything that happened is like, it's my fault. And people were like, why is that? I was like, because... I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Choices. <laughs> you know, so when, when you look at it differently, it's, it's a different ballgame. And so even now, people are like, why do you move this way? I moved this way because the fact that the choices and the things that I'm doing, I'm ready to live with the, with the outcome of it. So um, taking accountability is very, very important when it comes to that, especially with the relationships. Well, when it comes to distractions, what would you like to tell the audience as we close up um, as far as like, some steps to take to uh, starve those distractions? Man, um, I think, honestly, you got to have focus. You, you got you to gotta have a focus on where you're going. You got to know what you want. Um, understanding values is going to help you because even if you, if you don't have a mindset of where you're going and you don't have a plan, you're always going to be distracted. You know, Discipline is not something they teach you in school. You got, you get, you, you, they don't teach you discipline. They say go home and do your homework. So in a sense, if you don't do your homework, you're not going to pass. The teacher's not going to come home and say do your homework. She already told you what to do. So you're going to have that will to do the homework if you want to pass or not. And it's the same as it goes for anything you're doing in life. I said I think you need to have a purpose. And with that purpose, you also got to be very, very focused. And that's not something that you're going to learn from anywhere. You're going to have to apply yourself to doing that. And then over time, you get better at it. Um, and 
Destruction is always going to be there. That's, that's just, that's it. We're, we're distracted by everything. When you drive outside, you got these billboards, there's different things, but you have to be able to focus on the things that you want. And, and I think focusing would definitely help you out uh, to be able to achieve those goals. But if you're not applying yourself, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Becoming more focused is a, a skill and um, you have to work, you have to sharpen it. Um, that once you do, it'll become, you'll become powerful. You'll become more efficient. Yeah more precise with your thoughts, your words, and your actions. My brother. Yeah. We can go, we, you know we could go on. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're just going to keep popping out those, uh, those episodes. Yeah. But um, thank appreciate you for stopping by today. Thank you for having me, bro. You're I, I got, <laughs> we're, we're, we're brothers. We're like great <laughs> friends. I, but I still got to know him better today. Yeah. You know, sometimes we, we talk about now, we talk about where we want to be at and how we're going to get to the next step, but we don't talk that much about the past. And, um, but the, t- the past tells you a lot about the present and future. So good looking. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, on that note, guys, please leave comments down below. Share some feedback about the episode. Like, subscribe. We're going to be here every week. Right. TJ's links are going to be in the description. You already know. All right. Tune in next time for Max Your Mind. <laughs> Max out. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah.